Welcome to On the Way with Tony Chris. Each weekday, Dr. Chris will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Chris. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 114. Well, it's Friday, and a listener asked, what is the meaning of the parable in Mark chapter 4, the parable known as the sower and the seed? Well, this parable has been debated down through the centuries, and especially in the last 75 years when evangelicals have wrestled with the fact that three out of four of the things that can happen when the seed of the Word of God is sowed is bad. It doesn't produce fruit. That's about the odds when you go out and you share Christ with people on a regular basis. About one in four will get it, about 25%. And that is when you share the gospel with those who have heard and who have listened, those who you have a relationship with that trust you, that you have the ethos with them, the integrity to share the gospel with them. Even those who are ready, only about one in four will really receive the gospel, it'll take root and it'll bear eternal life. Even after the resurrection of Jesus, we have to remember this, even after the resurrection of Jesus, when over 500, according to 1 Corinthians 15, saw the Lord alive at one time, only about a fifth were obedient to go back and wait for the promise of the Father that Jesus said he would send in his name. And so you only had about 120 that were there on the day of Pentecost, but above 500 heard him and saw him alive after his passion and after his resurrection. And so sometimes we get discouraged because we don't see numbers and we're so numbers oriented. God help us to where I know pastors that their day is good, their week is good. If they've had all kinds of decisions, whatever that means, in many contexts, it just means people coming forward and getting on their knees or coming and talking with the pastor. And all of that is good, but I can assure you some of the greatest work that's been done in the human heart's not been done down at the front of a church. It's been done in cars driving back home or at uh, dinner afterwards or in the quietness of a person's heart as they wrestle with what they've heard because, you see, everybody doesn't respond the same way. And we get that from this parable. Basically, the parable in Mark 4 that Jesus told was familiar territory for everyone. Remember, the Bible is a Jewish book. It's written by Jews to Jews, primarily for Jews. And much of the Bible is assumed. So everyone knew what it was like to go out and sow seed. And so he tells the story that some of the seed, when the sower sowed it, fell by the wayside and uh, birds just came and picked it up immediately. So it didn't even have a chance. It was just stolen away. Next was the stony ground where the soil was very thin and there was not much root that could take place. And so it sprang up very quickly because the soil is very rich there, but it didn't last because it could not take root and had no depth. And then he told the story of the sower sowing and it falling on ground that had thorns in it. And when the crop came up, that indeed it was choked out by the thorns and was not able to produce fruit. And then he said, there are some that the sower sowed the seed and it was on good ground and it produced fruit and various multitudes of fruits, some 30 
times, some 60 times, and some 100 times over what the seed was that was sown. Jesus told them in verse 11 of Mark 4 the reason for the parables and how the mystery would be made known to those who were part of the kingdom of God and the others, it would harden their heart. And then the Lord himself said, this is what the parable means because obviously the disciples were grasping. And so he said, the sower sows the word, the word of God. And these are the ones that are by the wayside where the word is sown. And when they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that's sown in their hearts. And we've all known people like that. And then he said, the second type of soul, likewise, are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately they receive it with gladness, but they have no root in themselves, and they endure only for a time afterward, when persecution, crushing, tribulation arises, for the word's sake, immediately they stumble, they fall. And people will say, well, you know, so-and-so, I just can't believe it. They cried, or they were so happy, and they were just so relieved. But it just seemed like the first time things didn't go well, they got mad, they didn't return, this, that, and other. Listen, just read the Bible as it says, and Jesus said that they heard it for a while, they had no root, and they stumbled because there was no root in them. Where there is no root, there is no fruit. So in verse 18, the third type of soil, now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones that hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things enter in, choke out the word, and it becomes unfruitful. In other words, it doesn't bear fruit either. Now, of all the things that have happened so far, not one bore fruit. Every child of God bears fruit. If you live and you have an existence in the Lord Jesus, you're going to bear fruit. Now, you might not bear as much fruit as someone else, but you will bear fruit. And this is why he says, now, these are the ones that are sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, they accept it, they receive it. It goes into their innermost being and they bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60-fold, some 100-fold. Now, for years, all I heard on this passage was, well, when you get saved, you're going to produce fruit, which is another believer. If you're not a soul winner, then you're not bearing fruit. Well, the prominent fruit in the Word of God is not soul winning. The prominent fruit in the Word of God has to do with your character. It has to do with the fruit of the Spirit, i.e. Galatians chapter 5, the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit that the Spirit produces is love, agapao, agape, a love that's based in the character of the one doing the loving rather than in the attitude of the one being loved. It is a love that's based in the choice of the one doing the loving rather than in the actions of the one being loved. Love, joy, true joy, not something that's circumstantially based, but joy that's deep within your heart no matter what the circumstances are, no matter what the people say, no matter how the people act toward you, no matter what the circumstances, no matter what you're facing, there is joy, love, joy, Joy, peace, true shalom, balance in the heart. Irene, that's the word there in the Greek text. It's something that's more than just the absence of conflict. It's wholeness. It's balance. So love, joy, peace, long-suffering, that's not short-fused. Macrothumia is the word which means long-burning. That means it takes you a lot to get you upset. 
see people say, well, you know, that's just in my family. And, uh, you know, I'm a fretter, I'm a warrior, I'm a fighter, this, that, and other. Well, your family is no excuse for your behavior. You're responsible to God for yourself. And when we are walking in the spirit, love, joy, peace, long suffering, and all of the fruit of the spirit is evidenced in our lives. And you see, the more we are walking in the spirit and bearing fruit, the more we're like Jesus, the more we're like Jesus, the more winsome we are. Jesus Christ was the greatest soul winner who ever lived. And the Bible says that he didn't even raise his voice except on a couple of occasions when he cried out for people to come unto him who were thirsty that needed to have water to drink. All I'm saying is we don't need to be guilted down into winning souls. When we build the kind of relationships we need to build with people and we share with them the wonderful message of redemption and forgiveness, don't worry, souls will be one. What we need in our day is character that speaks up, a life that is genuine. And then when that person speaks, they're going to see the fruit of another believer that the word of God has been planted in their life. I'm all for soul winning, and I know the verse, he that wins souls is wise. I know all about that. And the churches where I have been, we have led the area in baptisms and all of those markers that we all put up. But what I'm telling you is that some of the meanest people I've ever worked with have been those who were the, quote, greatest soul winners. That's not always the case. But don't equate activity with godliness because they're not the same. Well, for On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.